0: Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com and now your host Les Jensen.
1: So like uh, what the hell? Um, What the hell are we expecting to happen here? What if What if we had a carnival? Of course, this is a metaphor. What if we had a carnival and we invited all the saviors from all the religions from all of time? And you can imagine a line of tents set up, and in each tent is a savior. Pick your religion. I don't care which one. Pick them all, whatever. So here's a line of saviors. And you go walking down past the tents, and each tent's got a Savior in there, and every Savior's got a whole culture associated with it, perhaps a religion, belief system. Oh, well, damn, looky there. There's your Savior. There's the one you've signed up for. Oh, oh, what the hell? Here they come. What are they going to tell you? Their saviors or praying for them to save our asses. What the hell? Here they come. What are they? What are they gonna say? What are they gonna do? Are they gonna like wave a wand, woof, and remove the free will of all of humanity and just shove? using hockey moves and and uh, other tactics to just push humanity right straight into heaven is that it is that what saviors do i mean looking at the world there there's a lot of saber rattling about uh another round of uh chaos and pain and suffering and We've been through a whole bunch of saviors. So do all our saviors just suck at saving? Is that it? The saviors suck? Maybe it's not up to the saviors. Maybe it's up to us. I think we need to... Look at our past and heal the stigmas. Heal the karmic scarring of ourselves, of you, of me. We, how in the hell can we have heaven on earth unless we can embody heaven on earth? Embody, embody. Us, we the people, not the saviors, not the leaders, not anyone else, we the people, until we can embody heaven on earth, how the hell are we going to at least even get to it, let alone sustain it, right, or am I I, uh, off track here? You know the uh i can I can speak to the the Christian thing because that's what I was raised in and and Jesus says, "You know, come on, belly up to the bar, you're gonna do everything I'm gonna do and more you're gonna do the whole the whole damn thing and more, so where are all the Jesus's clones that are doing the same thing as Jesus?" Wouldn't Christianity be producing Jesus equivalents? I mean, if Jesus, if Jesus said, "Y'all, all of you are going to do everything I have done and more," we should have miracle schools. We should have healing schools, and they should be all Christian. But wait a minute. I don't want to. Get, I don't want to get too biased here because uh, it's not fair to our guest tonight. Um, but. But really, uh, in the past, like if somebody started embracing their divine gifts, their divine talents, in the past we'd call them a witch and take them to the town center and and burn their asses. I think the wrong people were (laughs) receiving that punishment because – when you start to show power it shows that you're starting to learn what all our saviors have been trying to teach us the witches were probably the ones that were the most advanced in learning what the saviors had to teach we need to heal these wounds if we can't embody the power of our divinity If we can't publicly talk about the power of our divinity, how the hell are we going to embody it? All right, enough. This isn't my episode. It's my guest episode. I'm excited for tonight's show. The topic tonight is wellness witchery, and our guest is Laurel Woodward. I think we should get right to it. Now, Wellness Witchery is the name of her latest book, A Magical Approach to Nourishing the Body, Mind, and Spirit. Learn how to to meditate, to eat, and craft your way to a higher quality of life with this book on integrating a magical mindset into daily life. Laurel shares more than 70 herbal formulas and nearly 60 exercises and recipes to help you feel and live better through nature. Nature is our guide. Nature shows us how to live in harmony. Not only would you meet plant allies and nurture a relationship with them, but you'll also find mood lifting activities and delicious food for healing body, mind, and spirit. Right. Join me in welcoming Laurel to the show. Welcome to the show, Laurel.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Well, you know, I
1: I really like your approach to life because we were talking the other day about your life path, and it just seemed like it was an incremental uh, it's, uh i guess i would say attunement of of your relationship with with nature with uh harmony um- c- can you share a little bit about your own personal journey and how you got to the point of um writing books
0: um okay well i've I've pretty much always been a writer but um these, um, these books came out of uh, me working in my garden, they really evolved from getting to know different plants. And um, I started collecting all the information that I came across, um, the different histories, the different lore associated with with each one. And I got a bulk of information. And I decided, hey, I'm going to turn these into books. And the first one I did was kitchen witchery and it's about, um, the, the magical healing power in food, um, and how each and every ingredient not only has, um, nutrients, they also have, um, they have vast histories and, um, different uh, magical associations um so that you can um when, when i'm cooking something when i'm making something i practice conscious creation and i i um use an intention so i decide what i'm going to do and then i focus on what i'm doing and i stay in the moment so that because i firmly believe that our, our actions and our thoughts also become a part of what we're making. Um, and in doing that, you can make a food to heal or a food to make someone feel special or or create something to emphasize uh, happiness. Um, and, and that's where I started. I started in the kitchen.
1: <laughs> well, um, I mean, it's... Uh, I, I like your book because you use terms like magical which which if we were to watch uh, somebody perform a miracle um we might call it magic we might call it uh I mean it it's perhaps uh creating an outcome that wasn't expected, um, like a miracle is seen as something that is not, quote, possible, unquote. And, and so when you talk about a magical approach, you're talking about really being present, really being, um, drawing all your consciousness into the focus of creating food and and by bringing your your consciousness and your intention it's I don't want to put words in your mouth but it but that has a uh, that brings a charge or an effect to the outcome through you the vehicle of consciousness.
0: That is exactly right. Um, And I'm seeing this idea all across different uh, media. Like, um, I was making a bowl of ramen the other day, and it said on the instructions, "Pour hot water in, cover it, and then have happy thoughts for five minutes." <laughs> you know, and I just love that. Whether you're making yeah. tea, whether whether you're, you know, any anything, your thoughts. I saw it in a, I saw it on a book uh, of amendments, um, soil amendments. Where the author was talking about stirring a bucket of compost and he said in the world of energies there's so little known think about how this amendment is going to nourish your plants think about the happy clouds and the nice warm sky and and all the good feelings that you're feeling as you stir this because your actions and your thoughts become part of the mixture and that is exactly what I believe
1: Nice, well, I like that. Well, I mean, um, like institutionalized thinking where we we push all our gender through this this uh, uh, education system or or whatnot, and instill a particular um, belief system, uh, we get to the point where we expect everything to happen within the uh, description, within the uh, context of what we were taught and what we experienced. So, I mean, if if we're really going to bring um, our divine potential to the surface into effect, it seems like we, t- to slow our linear mind down, to slow our our mind seems to be really happy to weigh everything with the past, to judge everything by the past. And if our past is not magical, what the hell are our, our linear minds are not going to be what um, introduces us to this world of new outcomes, of 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 new, Um, Results and which is exactly what a magical or a miraculous event would do How much do you think? um, I mean if you think of yourself as an ego that generates sentences and you're also this big-ass soul slowing down and and bringing your attention to it in a nonverbal way is kind of opening a portal for your soul to show up, isn't it?
0: Ah, uh, Definitely. When when you slow down, when you when you embrace the present moment, your perception expands and you you the moment becomes um, the moment itself becomes magical. Um, Uh, But that, you know, that's just part of uh, being present. When you're present, um, you can, you can, you'll become witness to the wonder of the natural world, to the wonder of of everything around you, to the wonder of life itself.
1: Nice. Well, so if I have. A bunch of food, and I'm going to make a meal. And I go through the process of cooking the food. It almost seems like we're choosing um, an array of possible outcomes. In other words, if I cook the food and I'm not mindful at all, and I'm maybe a little grumpy, and I'm tired. And then I finish the meal and there's the food I've quote cooked the food unquote. And then I, I back up in time and I do that same thing, but I'm in love with the food and the people who are going to eat it. And we're going to have this communion and we're going to break bread together. It's almost like we're choosing a different outcome. I mean, the, the food you start with, is the same but who you are in that process it's almost like we're choosing a different outcome and we program that effect by how we choose to show up would that make
0: sense yes i i believe that um you can create your own reality pretty much by doing that um by you know, our realities are the projection of our mindset, um, so that if we come to something and we bring good energy and we bring happiness, not only are we making great memories um, and making ourselves feel better, um, we're, our, our whole outlook is uh, lifted and restored in a sense um, you know so that so that we can find uh we we find our um enchantment of life
1: I like that enchantment the um uh, does it i mean as you bring this uh magical mindset to your actions, you talk about doing it in the kitchen and and you've written a book about wellness. Does quote reality unquote become more pliable? I would guess more, uh, uh, perhaps programmable. I mean, the rigidness of 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 life softens, if that makes sense.
0: Exactly. I think you can choose. You can choose from the moment you wake up in the morning what kind of day you're going to have. You can you can set an intention. As you wake up to have a happy day, and in setting an intention and putting your energy into being positive or holding gratitude in your heart, um, you change the way you respond to things. Um, you, I think, we each have the choice to be happy or to let life wash over you. Um, you have a choice to um, you have a choice to have a magical mindset um, you know it's, it's, it's I, there are many things that we are not in control of but we are in control of our thoughts and we are in control of how we react to things that happen our way um, and I think that is the crux of true happiness
1: nice well, I'm looking in the table of contents of your book, and to, to have a positive mindset, a lot of times our our lives, uh, some people might call them train wrecks, where they've gone through all kinds of uh, challenges and struggles, and you have chapters on anxiety and stress, anger, bad moods, and dark feelings, sadness. How do how do we how do we transmute? I mean, we're talking about having uh, a positive mindset, and yet if if we've been through the ringer metaphorically in our life, how do we transmute ourselves to um, to be able to truly show up in in joy and happiness,
0: well, I wrote this book because in when the whole lockdown happened and everything, I realized that I was losing my optimistic outlook um, and i I gathered all of the tools that I had together and started implementing them um i also turned to the nervines that were in my environment that i could use and bring into my formulas and things like um california poppy and chamomile and lavender and um catnip and hawthorn and things like that and um when you when you take time first to be kind to yourself and and know that things are um, you know, you know when we're in a world where, where it's everything is unsure, and you you are no longer you no longer have your the stability of knowing that you're going to wake up the next day and and things are going to unfold in a in a way that they usually do. When that's disrupted, it's it's very a very anxious time. Um, but uh, by I I did learn that when you control your mind. And you decide, I'm not going to have this dark outlook. Um, everything in my house is great. everything I have food in the fridge, I have electricity, I have loving companions. Um, in my little corner of the world, everything is fantastic, and I can look at these blessings and be very happy and um, great grateful that they are that I'm blessed with these and immediately your you your hope is restored, you know you just turn off the news um look at the great things going on in your community um think about ways that you can help do good in your community um, socialize with your neighbors um there's you know there's sure sure a lot of You can you can get stuck in a rut. You can get fall victim to terrible things. You can get a horrible sickness. But there's always uh, something to be grateful for. And if you fix if you set your eyes on that, it will lift you out of your despair.
1: Very nice. Well, certainly the last couple of years have kind of flipped the sense of normal on its head. And, and perhaps many of our listeners have found themselves in a sense of struggle. I know, I mean, I didn't, my life hasn't always been a bed of roses and, uh, I know that to, to climb out of, uh, Uh, like depression or anxiety or just when your overall mood is kind of has a has an element of despair or hopelessness because you can't rationalize a way of how things are going to turn out that um i mean here we're talking about um the wellness aspect and and what I'm getting at here is when our when our vibration, when our mindset, when our outlook um falls into despair, we tend to make choices about our the food that we eat uh, the activity or perhaps lack of activity. Um, our interaction with nature, or the lack of interaction with nature, can kind of fall to the wayside. And, and what I like about your book here is that you've, you've built in an element of of exercises that that bring your mind into the process. Through exercises in your book, you're you're literally creating a path to to walk yourself out of that kind of a struggle. Is, is that correct?
0: Yes, yes, that is exactly right. Um, all the little tools that I was using, I I put in there so that um, they're very basic. Anyone can do them. Um, Anyone can learn how to... I mean, meditation basically is just being present. If you switch your attention to your breath, if you switch your attention to the feeling of your fingers pressing your fingertips, or the sun on your face, or as you're walking the road under your feet, just any sensory will bring you... and anchor you to the moment so that you can be present in that moment and that is one of the key things to learn um for any of those exercises is to learn how to be present
1: and well you're talking about the the sensory pushing our fingers together and yes. and uh yeah. um looking at uh, again, looking at your book, you're bringing in the the elements of nature, and that's what I really like about this. You're talking about uh, I'm on page 146 positive power blend, the uh, frankincense oil, pine essential oil uh clove essential oil peppermint essential oil i mean talk about sensory Uh, i just think of peppermint and (laughs) it's uh um it wakes you up i mean it does yes and so you're you're bringing nature into the process i mean you're bringing the really timeless components of nature into the intention of wellness which is integrated in the title and and then your own awareness so so the intention of wellness this this collage of sensory stimulus provided by mother nature
0: well you know we go ahead we all have an emotional responses that we uh that you know, we cue automatically when we, you know, smell a rose or, or hear a bird song or, um, you know, any, any sensory thing like that. It evokes an emotional response. And if you can use them as triggers, um, say you're, you are getting stressed out and you have lavender uh, essential oil handy and you can just wave it under your nose and just breathe them in instantly you can calm your psyche you can just bring your feelings down so that you can clear your mind and get a hold of yourself again i that, i like mixing psychology with uh science with uh magic um magic i think is just science that we haven't figured out yet
1: right exactly and and so to to I mean, the subtitle of your book, A Magical Approach to Nourishing the Body, Mind, and Spirit, a magical, um, magic like you just, um, it, it suggests an outcome that wasn't uh, predicted or expected, if that makes sense?
0: Well, well, I think magic is intention. If you decide oh, yeah, yeah. to do if, if, so if you decide that this will do this and you hold that intention and you do it, it will have that effect on you. That is what I believe. Um, so make a cup of tea, be present, smell in the beautiful aroma as you make it, sip it, and it's an instant cup com- of comfort. know, um, it's a balm. Um, not only is it is it warm and fragrant and tastes great, it is a balm for your soul to... Just soothe your mind and let your anxieties leave.
1: I like that. So, I mean, um, if we've been told it's it's like uh, it's done unto us as we believe. In other words, our beliefs program the outcome, and so yes. we take we take the magical approach, which is giving us permission. Not that we need it, but our minds might need it to, to take uh, an ordinary cup of tea, just as an example, and through our intention, as you say, and I'm spot on with you, through our intentions, we can create um, a magical outcome and an outcome that doesn't follow the quote logic or quote um, past experience. And that, I mean, that's the whole idea of this flipping show is to to awaken our ability to to reprogram our life, to reprogram our narrative,
0: uh, and so right. we
1: get a, a new outcome. And so, I'm very delighted with with what you're doing here.
0: Well, thank you, <laughs> thank you.
1: <laughs> well, how does I mean? For you to to bring this uh, st- uh, strategy or or technique, perhaps, where you're in um, uh, more and more intentional. I'm assuming more and more. Um, do you notice a, a difference as as you, I guess I'd say metaphorically, open up to a, a deeper experience, a more pliable or magical. Um, Outcome of the intentional application of your desires
0: uh, yes if well, if you just go about just go about life not having an intention, just getting through it, it just washes over you, and I think you just come home exhausted and it's another day is through with nothing really exceptional happening if you have an intention and you embrace this intention and you go forth to manifest this intention and then things start showing up that are incredible um, signs and synchronicities and just you know it, it's 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 incredible it's enchanting is what it is you are your life becomes uh, an enchantment um, it, I've always been a little bit odd. I I always thought that animals had souls and that trees were sentient beings. Um, and it's just uh, when I go out into the world, it's just layers of different um, beings that are sharing my my existence with me. Um, It's not a, it's not just, it's not just, it's just not me. It's like, it's an an all interconnected um, existence. It's hard to put into words. But when you, okay, I'm going to go back to intention. When you start with an intention for the day and you put your energy into manifesting this intention, and it could be something like, This will be a glorious day Um, today. I will be happy today. I will be a joy to behold, you know, anything like that. Something sure, you know, it it could, it could be anything like that. And then you go out, you're, you're going out on a positive step. And if you're present, you're going to notice all of these things that are showing up for you. Does that make any sense? Well,
1: absolutely. I mean, what you were, um, you're talking about um, the soul of animals, the soul of trees. I mean, if you think, uh, <laughs> if you think about the big picture of creation, it's, um, we weren't, uh, the, the human genome wasn't made to come here and consume Everything outside of us as as something there to serve us. In, in other words, uh, if we only see ourselves as human beings and everything else in the world is is inert and and inconsequential, that that just doesn't wash very well at all. N- nature, by its very um, design, I would say, is a communion with Everything about us, uh, around us, and and when you say that there's consciousness in the animals and the plants, there's a soul there. It it only makes sense that the the divine design, if you will, is for us as our soul to show up and commune with other souls. That would that would make perfect sense as to why this this planet was created and the human experience was created you're making perfect sense
0: well good <laughs> um that that is exactly what i think um um i'm way out in the middle of washington right now and i have sheep and goats and a cow who are my friends Woo-hoo. and um i i see i see their different personalities i see how they respond to things um I I know that they are trying to live their best life. Um you know, I I know that one prefers apples while another will you know prefer an ear of corn. Um they each of them are different. Their own little personality.
1: Well, I, I like that. And that seems to be a theme with with what you've written about here is is I mean the the word i would say is is to have communion with the food you're creating the the interaction with the plants in the garden the plants in nature the animals on the farm uh, i used to i used to milk cows like a million years ago when i was a kid and early in the morning when it's cold and the and uh they had they had such a uh, <laughs> I don't know why I went down this road. the look on their face in the morning is just so um content and at ease, and it they're so chill um <laughs> <laughs> anyway um well. How do we how do we integrate this? I I know you've uh, you've written exercises and whatnot, but if if I'm listening to this and I want to bring more of this, this into my life, what are some good ways to start?
0: Uh, Well, first First, I would work on being present. When you learn how to be present, you can learn how to do anything. Just about um, then, I'd then I'd start with intention, setting intention, um, uh-huh. and after you're present, um, I would be I would work on being aware as you wander through life. Um, the universe is always speaking to us; it speaks through us through oracles and signs and synchronicities and when you're present if you pay attention to things you encounter you'll begin to notice the messages that are being sent to you um so if you just pay attention um amazing things are going to show up um and you don't have to change anything you just have to be atten- you just have to pay attention so many of us go about our day multitasking and and we you know we miss everything it just the end of the day is here and we're exhausted and it's done and we don't have anything to show for it, but we've missed the entire day. But if you, if you come to life and you are present, then instead of life happening to you, you are happening to it.
1: Well, okay, then, um, to be present. If I, if I'm just listening to this for the first time and I don't consider myself mindful or um I make any effort to be uh present in what I do throughout the day my my gut's telling me that learning to be present i mean it this isn't something you learn in like five minutes and now you've mastered it for the rest of your life how does how does learning to be present evolve as you put your intention on doing that?
0: Well, every time you practice something, it becomes easier and easier to do. um, And until it becomes habit, Um, that's, that's, you know, you just, uh, you just decide, Oh, you know, our, our, my, our thoughts bounce around when you're, when you're, your thoughts, when when you, when you wake up and to the fact that you're, Zoned out. Bring yourself back to where you are, and if you keep practicing that, just keep practicing, pulling your thoughts back to the moment. Eventually, you will gain the control that you need to stay in the moment. Hmm. Um, we, we, I know that we like to think about the past and we like to worry about the future, but we're here in the present. This is where we're living, and we we don't need to think about the past or worry about the present. We don't worry about the future. We don't need to do that. We just need to exist in this moment. Um, and and you will find your fulfillment by doing that. And every time you do it, it does get easier.
1: So it would be, uh, I mean, perhaps if you start for the first time and you go to be present and you know, eight tenths of a second later, your your mind goes to social media <laughs> or something. in In other words, you you haven't developed a habit of being present. it it's It's focusing, perhaps focusing your mind to stay f- um, present and tentative. like uh, we used the example of cooking food. To stay present with the food and not let our our mind wander like you say into the past or the future to stay present and and that can take some some practice to develop a mindset that that without um what would the i mean it it becomes less and less of a struggle you're completely focused on your food using the cooking example you have an intention with this food and and to stay present in that attention with your awareness and your consciousness on what you're doing that um there's an art to that, and and the, like you've been saying, the more you do that, the more it becomes habit, and and it becomes easier to sustain.
0: Yes, Let, let's do an exercise first off. First off, you want to get rid of the distractions. If if we're doing something and we intend to be focused, we intend to be present. Put your phone down. We we don't want social media we don't want texting we don't want that distraction Um, I love to go for walks in the woods when when something's bothering me and I can't get it out of my mind I'll go for a walk in the woods Um, which here just means walking out into my meadow or you know climbing over the fence and and actually going into the woods Um, I don't have to go anywhere it's it's here (laughs) um, (laughs) nice um, you just, uh, it's just you. It's just you and you listen to the birds and you feel the sun on your face and you drink in, let it fill up your senses and you drink in all the, the glory, the glory of nature. And not only is it restorative and soothes your souls, it allows you to on being present you can you can feel the sun on your face you can you know it's all in your senses your your what you can smell what you can hear um you know what you can see um that is that is how i learned how to be present that and meditation um i've been meditating for years and years and years and when you start by just Focusing on your breath as you breathe it into your body. And and then you can if thoughts intrude, you just let them go. You know, you don't have any judgment. You just you just realize that you're having a thought and you let it go. And soon you can you will learn how to embrace just being there without thought. Just being there in that space, existing. As your breath moves in and out of your body um i think that was my that was how i first learned how to be mindful nice well as you describe that
1: i mean to pay attention to your breath and and present in your body the the sense i got from that is your body has a chance to um Kind of relax from from the mental uh, conundrum, or the I mean, if if I'm anxious mentally, if I'm fretful, if I um, if if I'm holding that space in my mind and my thoughts, my body's kind of gotta go along with that because they're kind of attached. <laughs> yeah and when when you talk about standing down the mind standing down uh, quieting the mind and being present like taking a walk in nature it it's like a holiday if if you live in busy mind all damn day and your body's being dragged through that with you for you to stop and and smell the roses so to speak Gives an opportunity for your uh, body to reinstate a, a sense of equilibrium or something like that, a, a sense of harmony. How do you, I mean, it might, I don't know how how easy this might be for you to think of, but give us a before and after. I mean, we're talking about... Um, the magical approach, being mindful, being present, being conscious. How, how has that changed your experience of your life to bring these principles into your intention and, and really to, to hone them over time?
0: Well, uh, it's, it's given me the tools I need to be happy. I am in a place right now where I am very, very happy. Um, when before, before I was anxious and, and, um, hurried and, um, run down, um, exhausted, um, because I was letting life just wash over me, you know, I was a slave to my schedule. Right. But if we turn off the TV, if we choose our if we choose to fill our mind with things that are going to lift up our our outlook to um, nourish our soul instead of just mindless entertainment or, you know, just time filler media or just, you know, I, I know kids who are on TikTok. You just uh, watch them little TikToks for an hour or so? You know, it's such a time waster. If we if we turn that off and instead embrace something that is actually beneficial, it's elevate it elevates you and it um, puts you on a different path, I should say, so that you can live the life that you want to live. Your life can be what you want it to be. Instead of being a slave to your schedule, your schedule will just be something that you will be able to, you know, like you take a tiger by the tail. you know, you will be in control of, of, of what's going on. You will still be the master of your mind because you can master your mind. You can master your thoughts and your emotions and turn it into what you want it to be. You know, really, our reality is a... It's made up of our perception. if we decide that we are going to be this certain way and then we stick to it and keep setting our ideas back to that then then it will be that
1: uh, i I think when you said uh, I am happy.' I mean, maybe your next book should be Happiness Witchery.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I have a I have a body and my body needs certain things. It needs nutritious food. It needs exercise and it needs rest. When you meet those three things, your health improves. And when your health improves you uh you're you you just feel better, which is One of the big steps towards happiness is feeling good. So, you know, you do need to do some basic things. You do have to exercise. You do have to eat well, and you do have to sleep.
1: And that gets your your body in tune. It gets your body uh, honed to be the vehicle of that happiness. I mean, it's... It, it our body's not a separate thing from us uh, the 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 idea of our ego our mind i mean everybody's listening to the show and and my ego's a sentence generator and i push the sentences out and they leap through the ethers and come through whatever speaker mechanism and they go into your head and your ego ingest these sequences of sentences and uh um but our our ego's not our body our ego's not our health but they are but they are related and and to uh, teach our ego to think of ourselves outside of just our thoughts to think of ourselves as this vehicle this body when you start When you start listening to your body and then responding to what your body wants, I mean, that can be a game changer in and of itself. I mean, sometimes we eat food that uh, our minds might like the taste of, but our bodies have some inherent uh, discomfort from. Until we become mindful of that disparity, Um, we can't really fully... uh, come into harmony with ourselves or so it yes seems.
0: that that is true that that's very true um our body also responds to different things um and when you learn what you respond to you can use that as another tool like chamomile tea makes me very um it's it's a little bit uh, sedative so it's a uh, calming and comforting um, and so I find if something is starting to stress you out you can have a cup of chamomile tea and it's a tool to take control of of the you know um, triggers that your body is putting out there and calm them down
1: well, very nice nice tools to have in our toolbox well, bam, an hour goes by pretty fast. We're coming up to the end of the show. I want to make sure the audience knows about you, your books, and your
0: webpage,
1: and anything else you want to share with our audience. Can you do that now, please?
0: Oh, I'm Laurel Woodward. Um, my, I have a blog at LimbaLandscapes.com, and um, I am the author of Kitchen Witchery, Backyard Garden Witchery, and my new one. Wellness Witchery, A Magical Approach to Nourishing the Body, Mind, and Spirit.
1: Well, very nice. Well, Laurel, I've really enjoyed this episode. I want to thank you for being our guest tonight.
0: Thank you so much for asking me. I really had a great time.
1: We've been talking with Laurel Woodward, and the topic tonight is the name of her latest book, Wellness Witchery wellness witchery you know we've talked quite a bit about um, our body and our mind and our intention and our consciousness and um, if we take that that mechanism that uh, that process and we look at what we want to experience In our own individual life and in our life collectively, the karmic tsunami kind of blew through here pretty hard in the last few years. And a lot of us are maybe a little numb, uh, maybe a little shell-shocked, maybe a little bit um, disconcerted and and, uh, concerned about what the future of this humanity thing is and uh like i was saying in the beginning it's 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 us it's not our our saviors it's not our religion it's not our academics it's not any it's nothing (sighs) when it comes to when it comes to embodying heaven on earth i know heaven on earth can be a a uh, uh, generalized term, but whatever we're going to have as a future will be decided by what we can embody. If we can't embody it, we can't sustain it. We just can't. What we embody is what we create. And uh, Before the karmic tsunami came in these last couple of years, we didn't really embody as a whole mindfulness compassion Etc as a whole as our society as a whole we were perhaps uh, infinitely distracted by movies and media and sports and
0: entertainment
1: and whatnot and and uh we had kind of a consumer type like i was saying earlier um when we live only in our minds and everything out in the world is for our consumption we've dis- we've disconnected from the very world we live in and you know i i like the notion of heaven on earth and maybe we should play with that uh Descriptor a little bit If if I as a persona am Loaded with anger and bitterness and and spite and malice and all that crap um, The the world I experience is going to mirror that back to me and I can uh, I can make it my intention and go through the motions. I mean, I've been scrubbing on my psyche now for 25 plus years, and (laughs) there's a lot of crap in in my psyche that was incongruent with me being able to embody joy, compassion, happiness, love, laughter, silliness, play. I just flat out wasn't compatible with it because I couldn't embody it. So what the hell, what the hell do we want? We need to figure that out. The the normal of uh, 2019 got flushed there's there's not a normal that's reestablished itself yet and there's a hell of a tug of war for for the the narrative of humanity there's so many agencies and institutions that want us to run their program to run their narrative to run their idea of what the human eye the human potential is but that's a bunch of crap because from my perspective Dominion and sovereignty, dominion and sovereignty of our heart and our soul should be paramount above all other The dominion of our heart and our soul should be paramount above any narrative that is pushed on us like some kind of a a requisite for the future Because when we honor our heart and our soul at, at the end of the day, if your heart and your soul is not involved in your choices and actions and intentions throughout your day, if your heart and your soul are sitting idle because you're 100% in your brain, you're not going to have a sense of deep satisfaction. You're, ju- you're just not. The ego cannot sustain that very long at all. But, when you bring your heart and your soul into your everyday intentions and choices and actions, then a whole different rodeo shows up. It's a whole different uh ball game at that point the When my heart first told me to write a book, I had a six year arguing uh argument my mind and my heart argued with each other write a book oh hell no write a book oh hell no the, my heart didn't have dominion and sovereignty in my everyday life and now i've written books and it told me to start a podcast up 10 years ago and it's Uh, I'm an old fart, and it's telling me to do all this new stuff. And I know that if I honor the wisdom and the perception of my heart and my soul, my life will go in a path that I cannot predict. And to the ego, that seems like suicide. Let go of the reins? What? Let go of the reins? Oh, hell no. Let your heart and soul drive Most egos are scared to death of a passionate, wild, open, free heart. When your heart is passionate and motivated and excited and powerful, most egos cringe because they feel like they've lost a sense of control. But what you're actually doing is you're entering the doorway of a of fulfilling your life purpose at a scale your ego cannot even comprehend. Well, damn, I'm awfully chatty tonight, but uh, (laughs) um, it's always a pleasure spending this time with you. I want to thank you, the listener, for showing up for yourself. Here we are at the end of the episode, and here you are, too. Way to show up for yourself. I appreciate that. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Les Jensen. You've been listening to a new Human Living broadcast. If you're a spiritual seeker, you're going to eventually bump up against your relationship with God, especially if you grew up in some of the more classic Western religions. Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior, is a spiritual book written for spiritual seekers, to help them heal their relationship with God and more fully embody their own life purpose. Forgiven sinner, God's last Savior. Get your copy. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Mm